In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio live on toginet.com. Co-hosted by Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the many resources that are available in both the public and private sector. And we'll be sharing helpful information from women all over the world. We'll cover everything military from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder to navigating government programs dealing with family issues to the struggles of deployment along with being a working mother both in and out of the home. This is Military Mom Talk Radio and here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we're going to have roving reporter on the street, Doris Rivas Brecky, come in a little later on. Uh, we've got a great show today. Robin, Hurricane, how are you doing up there? <laughs> we're doing good. Uh, we, in our little pocket, w- fared very well. We were just without power, oh, I don't know, maybe three or four hours. It, was, it really wasn't bad, but we did not have too much local flooding. We didn't have too many trees down. It, was, um, it wasn't bad by the time it got to New Hampshire. Uh, there are pockets of New Hampshire who are still without power. There are still pockets of New Hampshire who <laughs> have some flooding. So I, I do know that um, not too far away from me, we have some people that are still having some challenges, but nothing compared to what the, the eastern seaboard south of us went through. So um, well, we got some that... emails in from our listeners saying that they're okay, like Sally emailed in saying oh, that good. she's okay, and, uh, you know, we've got some listeners in New York City. Uh, one of them mm-hmm. was evacuated, um, but, you know, back home now, right. and and uh, so we're just really thankful that our listeners on the eastern seaboard, uh, so far we haven't heard anything uh, other than some flooding, some house damage, a little bit of window damage, uh, yeah. but thankfully we're, we seem to have weathered the storm pretty good. I'm hoping so, and I know that um, we did have some reservists that were um, deployed to help, and I know that there were some National Guard people that were deployed all along um, the coastline. So we want to thank all of them for uh, just being there, and, and no matter where, it could be overseas, it could be in our backyard, but they're there for us, and, and we, we really appreciate everything that our military does for us. Absolutely, absolutely. So should we pop over quick to Doris's Military Minute you knew yes. you can use? <laughs> I know. One of these days I'm going to come up with some, like, not cheese ball ways I know. To I like her. Military Minute. That's really kind of cool, but we want to give her more than a minute. All right, all right, uh, Robin. I like sure thing. You hey, Whatever Doris. you say. I'm like How the wife. You? I'm the last to know. <laughs> How are you, Doris? Hi, Robin. Hi, Sandra. Hey, Ro- or hey, Doris. How you doing? <laughs> good, good, good. I think this report will be of great interest to many of our military moms here in the United States and stationed throughout the world. This report is about a topic close to my heart, about spiritual fitness 
and the role spirituality plays in our military's personal, personal lives. ABC World News reported on some research that states that maybe the concept of spirituality can protect a soldier's life and health long after they return from a war situation. This report references a story about Brigadier General Rhonda Cornum, who was captured and wounded in the Gulf War. She stated her spirituality helped her get through her capture. It was important for her to be psychologically resilient and to be spiritually fit. She is also quoted as saying, quote, the experience doesn't have to be devastating, that it depends on you, unquote. Brigadier General Cornyn is currently director of the new Comprehensive Soldier Fitness Program. This new fitness and research program is designed to encourage soldiers to analyze their own spirituality and to teach resiliency. The military recognizes that because of the long wars in Afghanistan and Iraq, many soldiers are experiencing financial, marital, and other personal problems due to serial deployments and spending significant periods of time away from their families. The mission of this program is to develop and institute a holistic fitness program for the soldiers, families, and civilians in order to enhance and build resiliency. But unfortunately, there is a group of atheist soldiers that are suing the military on this federal program. There are lots of questions as to how to approach and use the program according to commanders, but the military stands by its research data as being highly valuable. This is Military World News, news you can use. I'm Doris Rivas Brecky. Back to you, Sandra and Robin. Doris, so awesome. That really is. Thank you. Now I'm curious, Doris, do you know if this fitness program is aiming soldiers yet to be deployed, currently deployed, or um, who are they targeting initially, do you think? Um, The way that I picked it up was that it's – Soldiers that are um, right now deployed, uh, it's a fairly new program. It's not even a year long, and um, so they're still working the kinks out. But it's my understanding that it's uh, active duty. Hmm. That's really interesting. Um, and you said that you, you found this on ABC News? Um, World News, yeah. ABC well, and World it resonates News. fully with what I see, some of the things that the military are doing in the hiring of, like, positive psychologists and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, moving toward, uh, you know, we had that backlash for a while that was, you know, separation of church and state. And I think we're finding that, you know, even though that's a constitutionally protected issue, uh, when you're faced with life and death situations, uh, it's not working so good for us. Right, right. I would think that they could adapt it so that it would be any person's inner being. I mean, and if somebody wants to pull their religious elements into it, they can. If they are, in fact, atheists and and are not uh, practicing any specific religion, there must be an inner sort of an inner being or an inner strength that they might draw upon. So I would hope that they would find the best way to adapt this because obviously when you're facing this kind of um, uh, severe challenge, uh, emotional, physical, mental challenge, uh, as all of our soldiers do, you you do need something to get through it. Right, right. 
That's mm. really interesting, Doris. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, thank you for your contribution. So, Rob, what do you got this week for your... Uh, you know what your... I found? Um, I got a blog about uh, Walter Reed closing, uh, Walter Reed Hospital closing, and they had to pull the flag down early because of the hurricane. Um, they uh, took the flag down uh, a tad early and said goodbye. And um, I did note that... Um, uh, pub, um, NPR, National Public Radio, is doing a series this week. I don't know the schedule. I'm sure that it would vary from local NPR station to station. So um, do check your local um, NPR affiliate to see when you might be able to pick up um, on this series. I guess the series is going to cover not only uh, the closing, the, the process of closing, but it's also going to look back, and I want to say it was 102, if I remember correctly, um, 102 years that Walter Reed has served this country. So um, we want to say farewell and thank you to Walter Reed, and I want to uh, encourage everybody to look for that series on their local NPR station. That is, it's so, you know, what a, what a testament. But, you know, part of me, too, you know, Walter Reed's had its bumps and bruises along the way. Sure. You know, has. as all institutions do. Sure. But, um, you know, change is good. We're moving on to bigger and better things. And, you know, with anything, you know, we want to honor the good, you know, get rid of the bad and continue on building bigger and better services for our service members and their families. And, you know, from what Doris reported with the spirituality uh, stuff and, you know, making way for a new hospital and new energy and new, you know, hopefully new techniques that can serve our service member and their families, you know, we say, thank you and and you know off to bigger and better things i think it was probably emotional i noticed some of the i watched a, a video clip and the the staff at walter reed must have been really emotional about about the whole closing i'm sure that they're um going to certainly uh, immediately be uh, transferred over to bethesda from what i read um and then i'm sure that that um, um not only patients but personnel will be divvied up among where where the need is the greatest, but um, it was it was uh, it very interesting and it almost I, I mean I'd heard word of it but I'll, I it kind of surprised me I, I I hadn't picked up on on the news about it so when I realized that they were closing and I was thinking oh they're just closing closing down because of the hurricane no it was down 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 so um, there again I I know that it is. It's always a challenge when you have a facility that's serving so many people. So um, I'm, I'm sure that uh, Bethesda will open their arms to all of these patients and staff. So we have just a couple of minutes before break, ladies, already. Um, and I want to let everyone know we've got Kristen Houston and Debbie Nichols coming on just after the break. They are representing the Military Children's Charity Incorporated. You're going to find more information about their organization at www.militarychildrenscharity.org. Um, they're located in Santa Ana, California, but their outreach is worldwide. So we're really looking forward to hearing more uh, about this organization and all of the good things that they're doing for our military families. Um, we want to encourage you to always check our iPod, uh, excuse me, our iTunes podcast. <laughs> 
and our podcast on MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com. Make sure you find us on Facebook. We're there. We're out there. We're at Military Mom Talk Radio on Facebook. And uh, do drop us an email or a Facebook message anytime because we do have so many people staying in touch, and it's wonderful. Um, Sandra, how's the heat out there? Are you doing okay? It's hot out here. It's like 107. We're roasting. Um, but I'm just going to say yay, California, for coming up with, you know, another children's charity. And I'm going to put the shout-out to every single state in the union listening today saying, what are you guys going to do to bring to the party? <laughs> we'll find more about this one, though, in just a few minutes with Kristen and Debbie. This is Military Mom Talk Radio. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. The Multi-Ethnic Church with Mark DeMoss. Thursday afternoons at 1, noon central, is a show that passionately addresses the question, if the kingdom of heaven is not segregated, then why on earth is your local church? Yes, increasingly, our diverse population and the diverse families it's producing is reshaping the face of the local church as people are beginning to recognize the power and beauty of walking, working, and worshiping God together with others of different backgrounds. How can your church overcome the obstacles, and why should you even try? Join a live chat with guests from around the country and the world to learn the effectiveness of churches in the 21st century beyond race and class distinction. This show has its pulse on what it will take for the church to find real reconciliation in our generation. So tune in for the Multi-Ethnic Church with Mark DeMoss, Thursday afternoons at 1, noon central, here on toginet.com. Was sad because right. he had a death kill mommy and dad. Right. But that ain't the case. Nope. It wasn't his fate. No, nope. the walks never struggled to communicate. Mm-hmm. Y'all wave your hands. Look who's on. It's the code of man Keith and he's number one. It's that Keith Wine Show on Togginet.com, Wednesday nights at 8, 7 Central. Every week, that Keith Wine Show will have guests that share their experiences, expertise, opinions, and personal lives with us to hopefully help us better understand others. The topics and guests will come from the American Sign Language community. For more on Keith Wine and the show, go to his website, KeithWannWann.com. Listen with an open mind and willingness to learn and help with the cultural bridge. Number number one, Keith's number one. Everybody clap because the code of man's on. Number number one, Keith's number one. Everybody clap because the code of man's on. Don't miss That Keith Wan Show, Wednesday nights at 8, 7 Central on Toginet.com. Put a boot in your ass, it's the American way. Help us out, put your name Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Robin Boyd here with Sandra Beck and Doris Rivas Brecky with you today on a very, very busy show. We have two guests 
um, we want to introduce to you, uh, and we're so excited to hear more information about the Military Children's Charity in Santa Ana, California. We have Kristen Houston and Debbie Nichols with us. Kristen, are you there? Debbie? Oh, yes. Yes, I, yeah. hi, this is Kristen. I'm here. Uh, thank you so much, Sandra. Oh, you're, you're welcome. quite welcome. Welcome, welcome. Kristen, you are um, the founding vice president, is that correct, among some other titles? Yes, that, that is correct. I came in, you know, very early in, early in the project, um, and I am currently the uh, founding vice president. Wonderful. Is it an organization where you probably wear many, many hats in the in the office? It depends on what day and which phone you answer. <laughs> oh yes, it definitely, and it's not my full time um, full time job either. We're a uh, a board that's driving this organization of all volunteers. There's no salaries involved, and most of us have other jobs. Wow! Wow! So, so you're very, very busy. Especially Indeed. with the holiday coming. Tell us a little bit um, about the organization itself. Um, it started when? Yeah, absolutely. And, and just, you know, just first want to thank you so much for the opportunity to be on this forum and to be able to share about Military Children's Charity and, you know, um, in preparation, I would say over the weekend I started listening to your podcast and I just couldn't stop. So oh, <laughs> you have a lot of great topics while I was getting ready for work or cutting watermelon. I just kept listening and um, really appreciate the topics that you bring. So um, when it, Thank when it, you. Well, we'll yeah. have you on every week if you're willing to do uh, that. <laughs> uh, th- Thank you for that, and hopefully through our, this partnership of having us on, we'll be able to share, you know, with others some of the great content that you have. But to get to your first question, I wanted to tell you a little bit about how this, you know, the, the seed of this idea got started, and I think it's very poignant to the, um, you know, to the entire mission of Military Children's Charity, which is to really enrich the lives of you know, the children of our service members and also acknowledge them for the sacrifices they make and, um it was started actually um, a little over a year ago, and it was started and co-founded by um, Isaiah, uh, a high schooler, a, you know, a teenager. He was 14 at the time, and his mother, Cherie, who's now the CEO. Um, but, but really how this came about is Isaiah got involved in a service project for school, and he chose that he was going to collect some gifts. Um, you know, for for a charity of of deployed American service members. And as he, you know, embarked on this project, um, one of the things that he did, he's an accomplished speaker, even as a teenager, but he went to his church and the pastor agreed to allow him to speak in front of a forum of, oh, a couple thousand. And so he told his very moving story about what it was like growing up as a a child of a military um, service member and the challenges that he faced, you know, not only from moving but also, you know, absences of of the parent being gone and the anxiety that maybe they wouldn't return home. And he was greeted with such a fantastic outpouring of support. Um, I know that I recall I was not there, but he even moved, you know, many male um, uh, parishioners and churchgoers to, to tears and Basically, through this, he realized that, wow, the community really does care, mm-hmm. and this isn't something that they probably ever really thought about. They know that our, a lot of people are involved in, you know, in, in you know, war and serving sure. our country, but 
how that trickled down to the child of that um, service member wasn't likely something that really, you know, was in their awareness. And sure, so sure. he did very, very well in the project, and by December of 2009, um, he had collected 1,460 gifts. My word. <laughs> and wow. people even walked up and gave him money and said, do what you need to do with this. Wow. And so, you know, that impact and the impact of delivering those gifts, I mean, from, from and it's all service, all service lines, um, uh, services, all branches, sorry, mm-hmm. was, you know, such, so overwhelming for him and the appreciation was so overwhelming. And I know it's not just for the gift itself, although that's just a lovely, you know, a lovely distraction, but, you know, to just be acknowledged for, you know, the world cares. We we realize right. what you might be going through. I think that will live with them for a lifetime, you know, is what has dawned on me over the past year and a half. But the point being, he, he, he couldn't let go of that, and so he approached his mom, said, Mom, can you start a charity? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> wow. So, you know... Um, Cherie likes to take on, you know, huge and worthwhile projects because I've known her before before this time. And uh, so she, she went for it. And the the charity, as we share about it, just, you know, gets fantastic feedback. And I can tell you last year, holiday time, um, we, we more than doubled that number to just a little over 3,000 gifts. And this year, we're, we're looking at our target of 10,000. I think we're going to hit it. Wow. 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 And yeah. we should mention Cherie. We're uh, speaking of Cherie Navarro. Um, and did, is Isaiah and Cherie from Santa Ana? Is that where this Well, b- being military family, they moved around quite a bit. Well, sure, sure. So that right now that's where they reside in Orange, California. I see. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. How did they go about orchestrating the delivery of that first um, that first yeah that that you know what that's that is a huge logistical question that i yeah. I'm so glad that you asked because receiving a gift is a logistic in in and of itself, whether it's money or an item, but to actually sort package connect with the the military, which is actually a a huge point that I don't want to overlook. You know, even if people are aware of, you know, gosh, I would like to, you know, do something, acknowledge, to, the connection between that thought and actually getting something to a child in the military is not an easy trick. So so from from that standpoint, the charity brings in a great service to, to, to the community who would like to say thank you. And logistically, we have an amazing company in um, Anaheim, OC Industrial, that provides the transportation, the warehousing, even some staff to help sort, um, you know, the products. And we've even had companies give crates, which are very, very expensive, to be able to deliver those. So um, if you go on to our, our website, which you mentioned earlier, um, I think you'll see some pictures and on our Facebook fan page of military servicemen receiving gifts in these great big crates. And, yes, it's we've had some fantastic um, corporate support, and OC Industrial has headed that up, and they're located in Anaheim, one of their locations. Wow. 
And they give that all pro bono uh, in kind contribution. Wow. We definitely want to say thank you to Orange County Industrial. That really is a gift in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Do you work primarily with corporate sponsors, or do you have a majority of um, donors, con- contributions that fund? Because it's one thing to get all of these gifts, then comes the, the shipment of these, of these gifts. Right, right. Um, it is actually a combination. Um, we have companies, once they became aware of it, they said, gosh, we'll host a gift, you know, a gift collection effort. And so we have companies, we have churches, we have schools, um, we have, you know, other nonprofit organizations who who give um, items, ship items to us, or we mm-hmm. arrange for the del- the receipt of that. So... And it's individuals. Wow. Um, really, it, it touches everybody, and, you know, that's just, you know, everybody has compassion once they, one, once they learn of the challenges and the sure. sacrifices. Sure. So, yeah. It's a good world. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Yeah. We have about three minutes before our break. Now, Debbie, how did you become involved with MCC? I became involved... Um, when I personally experienced when my my daughter deployed, she's active Air Force presently, mm-hmm. um, when she deployed to Afghanistan, um, my husband and I, we had um, our granddaughters come and live with us. We moved them into our home, and that was our first experience of what deployment was all about and wow. that impact of not only for my husband and I, but also for my granddaughters. Yeah, and, yeah. and um, you know, I had no idea until when it was all over, I thought, you know, why isn't there more organizations or something that's helping military families, you know, recognize some of these children and what they really experience? And um, I was introduced to... Um, Military Children's Charity through the Red Cross Forum, which I felt really blessed for because it it enabled me to see what a great project they had, and it impacted my granddaughters. Um, In fact, my granddaughters are advisors on the board now. That's wonderful. um, It is wonderful, and it's it's a great thing because my granddaughters, when they received um, their gifts, from Military Children's Charity, it made them feel that they were recognized for the service that their mother had was serving for the country. Uh, and yeah. it made them feel extremely special. So that is how, you know, I have become involved and um, really think it's a great um, organization. Well, you have personally been benefited by this, and so it's wonderful that the girls are able to give back. We're going to talk a little bit more later on in the show about that relationship that went from being a grandparent to being a, a guardian, <laughs> which a is guardian. a challenge in and of itself. Um, we'll talk with you uh, a little bit more about that at Uh, a little bit later in the show. But in the meantime, we're going to get ready for a break. We have Kristen Houston and Debbie Nichols from the Military Children's Charity. We're here with Sandra Beck and Doris Rivas-Brecki. We'll be back on Military Mom Talk Radio in just a minute. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? 
Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Season Me is on Toginet, a delightful, thoughtful, serious, and not-so-serious call-in show with Cecil Murphy and Twyla Belk. Tuesday nights at 8, 7 central on toginet.com. You know Cease is the veteran author from 90 Minutes in Heaven, Gifted Hands, When a Man You Loved Was Abused, and many other books, as well as a mentor for writers. And Twyla Belk is an effervescent force known as the Gotta Tell Somebody Gal. She's also a writer and motivational speaker who's always bragging on God. For more on Cecil Murphy, go to his website, Cecil Murphy, that's P-H-E-Y dot com. And for Twyla, GottaTellSomebody.com. The show, Season Me, is a far-reaching, faith-based, shared conversation and call-in show with questions welcome. A chance to get everything out in the open. From questions about writing, to surviving sexual abuse, to the topics of the day. All from a Christian worldview to help you. Season Me, Cecil Murphy, Twyla Belk. Tuesday evenings at 8, 7 central on toginet.com. Fertility is an extremely personal subject. Tune in Monday nights at 9, 8 central for the Fertility Forum with infertility psychotherapist and expert Phyllis Martin on toginet.com. This is the show about infertility, gaining support, and information. Phyllis will assist you in navigating the disappointments and decisions that often accompany the difficult journey from diagnosis to conception, pregnancy to parenthood. She is passionate about her work and is an expert in the donor egg field, bringing both her personal and professional experience to all she does. Ms. Martin has extensive experience in helping patients cope with infertility, pregnancy loss, adoption, surrogacy, miscarriage, pregnancy termination, and creative family building. She knows what you're going through, and she's here to help. It's the Fertility Forum with your host, Phyllis Martin, Monday nights at 9, 8 central, on toginet.com. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hello, military moms and families and everyone out there. This is Robin Boyd with you um, today on Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Doris Rivas Brecky. I know uh, Sandra has been to a uh, military packing session. Doris, have you ever uh, done some of the um, things like packing up care packages that go off to some of the soldiers? No, but I heard uh, there's one, an event happening this October, Sandra told me about, and I really want to get involved in that. And I said, can I wear my dog tags? And she said, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) When and where did you serve, Doris? Um, Okay, I did serve overseas. My first duty assignment was in Korea, and I was there for a little over a year. And then I came back and served the rest of my three years in upstate New York. Wow. Near, uh, in my old stomping grounds. Yes, yes, in the uh, Seneca Falls area. And what branch of service were you? <laughs> I was in the Army Medical oh. Corps. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. 
No. So that's why it's really good to have her, you know, here on the show and working with me on a regular basis because as a mental health counselor between you, Robin, and Doris, man, you guys glue me back together on a week, yeah, probably a daily basis, if I'm honest. And we're happy to do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Were you? Did you have children at all, Doris, when you were? No, no. I, I'm one of those. I was married, but uh, we didn't have any children. Yeah. You have four-legged children. Yes, I do have lots of. I've always had animals, and they're like they're, they might as well be my children because I would kill for them. Well, I'll tell you, just, as as Sandra well knows, she's a foster mom for four legged. Four. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> while while their parents uh, are deployed, so that that in and of itself is something that is a kudos to you, Sandra, for taking care of military families' dogs while they're away. Oh, you know, it's a a foster-to-own thing at this point um, because, you know, our friends that deployed to Okinawa, you know, they were supposed to be gone, I think, two years. It's year number three. They still haven't gotten their orders to come back. So, you know, Sally and I have been together three years now. And uh, so uh, we'll see because we decided when they do come back because it's been so long and my kids are bonded. And what's great is, you know, the family that left, their son is my little son's best friend. So we decided we were going to do shared custody. Oh, but here's the fun part. The shared custody comes with the, the stepbrothers or stepsisters or whatever you call them, the canine <laughs> companions, because, you know, they're all bonded. And now to take Sally and put her back with the, the birth family, if you will, um, she can't go without her best friend Sophie. You know, they are inseparable. So we decided, okay, we'll do joint custody, but then you have to take all or nothing. Wow. So, but they have, you know, they got five acres. It's all fence. They've got kennels. I mean, it's all good. So, oh. uh, you know, we just work out what's best for our children, <laughs> two-legged and four-legged. But isn't that just one more element of a family's sacrifice, if you will, that uh, their family is is completely changed just for the time that they're in service, and sometimes that's even longer, that reintegration period still impacts um, the family in so many different ways, and that's one of them. Well, yeah, so, but nobody send me any more pets. <laughs> the inn is full. You know, I've done my tour of duty. Uh, if I'll let you know if an opening comes up. Oh, but, didn't uh, I tell you we put an ad on militarymom.radio.com? <laughs> home, home, welcome, welcome dogs, welcome cats. Well, you know, at one point I cared for um, seven dogs and oh my, my four. Oh, um, my gosh. People down the street, uh, her husband was a Marine, <laughs> and again, got, you know, he got deployed, and she was a working mom, and you know, there was just too many, and she was a veterinarian, so she had not only dogs in her care, but dogs in recovery. So, you know, I had my little son at the time, and I would literally pack him up on my backpack, you know, because we don't want him to be, you know, dog chow, and we put him on my backpack, and I would go down, and I would open their kennels and feed these dogs and take care of them, and it was so funny because there was a dog, a Great Pyrenees, who uh, was named OB, and this dog was, you know, 250 pounds, shoulder high, I mean, is you know, two times the size of St. Bernard, and um, just this big, fluffy white coat. We'll post a picture of him on, uh, on uh, Military Mom for so you guys to see We'll put it on our scrapbook page. <laughs> yeah, and I would put my, my little toddler on top of him because he could ride him. I mean, he was, the, you know, the size of a small cow. 
Oh, wow. And, uh, and he only had three legs. That was the best part of him. Oh, he was born with a birth wow. defect and set to be destroyed, which is why, you know, because they're an expensive breed, and so she took him home, and we were like, oh, my God, this dog is the best, you know, the three-legged yeah. giant dog. But, oh. you know, that's what we do. We take care of our own. That's for sure. Well, I know Military Children's Charity probably isn't referring to the four-legged members of a family, <laughs> but they sure are taking care of the children um, of our military personnel. We have Kristen Houston and Debbie Nichols today, um, and we're so glad to learn more uh, about this, this organization doing so many good things. Ladies, um, I understand that there are a few programs that your organization now has branched into um, uh, a, a program service, if you will. I see there's a Richard K. Johnson Johnson mm-hmm. bereavement program. Who and who is this dedicated to, and what is um, your unique uh, feature on this particular program? Yeah. yeah um, this is Kristen, and thank you again mm-hmm. so much. Um, we do have a number of programs, three three target areas really, and then of course we have um, some seasonal uh, collection um, uh, programs, um, time periods that we collect gifts under, and the uh, the Rich and K, Richard. Kay Johnson Bereavement Program is in partnership with Honoring Our Fallen, who works directly with the families of, you know, who are um, uh, grieving. Um, we recently had even a, a, um, a shower for a unborn child of someone who just lost their father. Oh. So, yeah, so that is a niche that we... Um, that we brought in because we saw the need and, um, you know, all of that information is typically very, very secret, very private, very personal, um, but we've been able to reach out and touch some uh, families who are going through that type of situation. Um, But the other programs that we have also are, and I just wanted to make a couple of distinctions for your listeners to be Mm -hmm. sure that, you know, the the kids that we reach out to, between the age of zero, obviously, and 18, um, can be any branch, and we we treat each um, each um, rank the same, so to speak, whether their parents are currently deployed or not, whether they're living on a base or not, mm-hmm. and you know whether their you know parent is a general or a private um, or enlisted. They we treat them all the same. Um, and I just wanted to bring that, out that distinction and also just mention that we have four seasons under which we collect, and, and of course, we're right in the middle of our winter season mm-hmm. where we're hoping to hit t- 10,000 holiday gifts. We also have a um, summer season where we collect tickets and entertainment um you know, entertainment admissions and movie tickets and other attractions. And then we have, we're just off of our fall season where we collect backpacks and school supplies. And then, of course, we have our Easter um, collection time. Well, that did sort of answer the next question mm-hmm. that I had was that I wondered if you were just sending gifts out just at the holiday season or if you target a birthday or if, and I see you do, a four-season um, collection. So that gives everybody an opportunity to touch base with you um, no matter what time of year it is. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, um, you know, for some of the um, children who are grieving um, under this Richard K. Johnson Bereavement Program, we actually follow them for years, and and we will continue to provide gifts on birthdays. Oh, how wonderful. Yeah. Now, you have two other programs. Are they... um and I guess my my question is twofold because you have these programs uh, uh, initiated, and then how do you take these programs and then find these children? Because we know, yes, there are a lot of children out there, but how is it that your organization determines where these children are and how do you connect with them? Yeah, that that's perfect because that's not that's not an easy trick to pull off at mm. all. <laughs> and I may need to interrupt. We've got two minutes, and then we'll have okay. a break. And if we need to pick it up on the other side, we will. Sure, absolutely. Well, this one's fairly quick, um, and it's simply, or not simply, but it's through the military family readiness officers. Oh. Yeah, so those groups, um, and we allow them to decide the best way to give gifts and toys to which units and which battalions are are most in need. That works out really well because obviously they have the finger on where everyone is, and and that's wonderful. Do you get any kind of indication if you know we really need more gifts for the 13-year-old versus I'm sure you get a lot of toddler and little dolls and little toy trucks? Do you right, ever right. Get we've, any indication? Yeah, we've been very careful not to forget the older kids, not mm. for, to forget the teens, you know, who aren't yeah. into the st- stuffed animals or the games anymore. And um, so we definitely, I, I, to be honest, I don't know how that came about, but it was somebody's brainchild to, to remember to focus a, a little oh, bit on good. the teens. Good. Yeah, so we definitely do, and and we've we've distributed through all of. Southern, Central, and Northern California, thanks to OCU Industrial, who provides that transportation. Oh, my gosh. That, that is certainly, as, as we said earlier, a gift in and of itself. Um, on the other side, we want to check in with Debbie Nichols a little bit more because I understand she has a book recently published, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that grandparent-slash-guardian role um, that she and her family faced and were challenged with and obviously came through it very successfully because um, her girls are, are now um, doing some wonderful things for Military Children's Charity. This is Robin Boyce for Sandra and Doris. We're going to be back with Kristen Houston and Debbie Nichols right after the break. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. This is a no-brainer. This is about saving money. It's extreme couponing in an everyday world. And it's on Toginet, Fridays at 11 a.m. Eastern, noon central, with your hosts, Joni Deemer and Heather Wheeler. 
These crazy coupon ladies have been seen on TLC, The Today Show, Reader's Digest, In Touch, and so much more. Check out their website, the crazy spelled with a K, couponlady.com. Then join Heather Wheeler and Joni Deemer as these crazy coupon ladies show you how to find coupons and stack them for huge savings. How to make passers-by gape at your cart full of groceries you purchased for 75% off retail. Extreme Couponing will give you the confidence to strut down the aisles and flaunt your coupons and maybe even wear high heels to the grocery store. It's Extreme Couponing in an everyday world with your hosts, Journey Deemer and Heather Wheeler. Every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern and 12 noon Central on toginet.com. People think I've made it. I'm popular. I seem happy all the time. I have great clothes and I'm involved in everything. But I have questions, doubts, and fears just like every other teenager. That's why I'm glad for Teen Talk Radio where it's all about choices. Join us for Teen Talk Radio with Nicole O'Dell Thursday nights at 10, 9 Central on toginet.com. The choices we have to make that can alter the course of our lives. Life is too much pressure if we try to go it alone. I tune in to Teen Talk Radio with Nicole Odell every week to get reminded that I'm not alone. Nicole Odell is an expert on what happens in the lives of teenagers. Join her as she deals with topics like peer pressure, purity, drugs, alcohol, and many other things that might come up along the way. She writes books and speaks to people all over the place, but she says her favorite moments are when she can pull up a chair and chat with teens about what's important to us. For more information on Nicole and her books, go to NicoleOdell.com. Then join us for Teen Talk Radio with Nicole Odell. Thursday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Teen Talk Radio, where it's all about choices. We'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. Help us Sam, put your name at the top of his list. And the Statue of Liberty started shaking. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Mom. Yeah, this, is, <laughs> this is Sandra coming back from the dead. I'm going to say hello at the same time. I, I know. I you been, had I'm in cruising day. on autopilot over here <laughs> listening to you guys in this great show. Um, you know, and I just want to say something uh, to our listeners today that teamwork is something that makes this show great, and it couldn't go off without um, all the help that we get, not only from Toginet, from Carrie, John, Jill, Sabrina, um, you know, and Eric over there. But then when I look at today, you know, putting the show together, you know, I'm, I haven't been on my game. I'm not first seat today. Robin's doing an outstanding job as always, as is Doris. Um, you know, and I think of Rick, who's, who put a lot of these contacts together. So I just want the listeners to know that even though this show is billed Military Mom Talk Radio and there's, you know, only two hosts on the marquee, there is a whole team of people that come together to provide this service to our military families. And when I think of today's topic, you know, and the book that we're going to discuss, this deployed grandparents being parents, um, you know, that just says to me, you know, we don't exist in a vacuum and we all need to work together. And when somebody is busy or deployed or having an emotional whatever, all those things, that's when you really recognize uh, the value of teamwork. So I just want to thank all of you for putting this show together with me and to acknowledge to our listeners all the parts that have to come together each week. It Yay. is a true testament. We uh, we all are here for a common purpose, and we are 
so grateful to every single person who has been able to take that that challenge and the families who support their loved ones who are deployed, uh, who are serving, and they themselves are serving because each family member is a part of that that service. It's not just the individual who wears the uniform. It's that whole family. So you're right, Sam. It is such a team effort, and um, we're we're all pulling together just just to make sure that we are helping to serve serve those people and those families. Good, well said, Sandra. <laughs> well, I've got to contribute something to the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you are so right that um, a family does kind of pull together in a time of need, no matter what the need is, and in, uh, what our conversations are usually focused around that need uh, when someone is deployed. And, Debbie, your daughter is um, an Air Force soldier. In yes, she Yes, she's a, she just became a Master Sergeant. Master Ooh, Sergeant, wow. congratulations. I know, <laughs> we're very, <laughs> yeah, we're very proud of her. Um, she's wow. been in 15 years. Wow. Wow. I know. And she has <laughs> two daughters? Yes, she does. She has two daughters. Um, their ages now are 14 and 10. Um, when she deployed, they were 10 and 6 at the mm-hmm. time. And my daughter had just become divorced maybe a year prior. And um, I was clueless <laughs> what I was in for <laughs> on the word deployment. I had no idea. Um, Pretty much her career in the her career path was a non deployable one, and then after September 11th, many things changed. And so, you know, she always kind of said, "Well, mom, someday I could deploy." And I thought it'd be like going TDY, you know, sure. doing some type of training. That's what I thought. Uh, we had no background whatsoever. Wow. So for myself, um, you know, when she she said that you know that she could possibly deploy, I said, "Oh, we'll just figure that out when it happens to us." And uh, about 30 days later, um, she called us up and said, you know, I'm coming home for Christmas. It's the first Christmas I've been able to spend with the family in years because of where her location was. And she said, and, Mom, I just got my um, deployment. I'm going to Afghanistan January 1. And I just, I was like, am I hearing correctly? That's the first (laughs) thing I thought. Uh, And then I thought, oh, my God, this means that my grandchildren are um, going to come live with us. And wow. it, it just kind of, uh, everything went through my head. Uh, my head was spinning because I, I really didn't know what I was in for. And they were not living near you it's no. near you either. So it's no. not like the girls coming to Grandma's house is not just like an everyday occurrence. Exactly. They would only come and visit us maybe once a year um, wow. or twice a year if we were lucky on vacation. So, But my daughter, I will say, um, I, I give her so much credit. She prepared the children a lot. She talked about the possibility of deployment, and if that happened, then they, they would come to live with us. And the eldest one was excited about that. The youngest one was pretty little, and she just didn't really connect the dots, you know. Sure, sure. This probably might be a little bit of a private question, but um, if you care to answer it, when you do this, do you legally take on guardianship, or are you still grandma? 
And well, then, then you mean, or now? Well, then, when she was deployed, when your daughter was deployed, did she actually give you guardianship so you could make those those decisions if the girls needed medical attention, if the girls needed permission slips or whatever? Okay. We everything. The responsibility became my husband's and my responsibility, and that's kind of a hard thing when you're a parent thinking, "Oh my goodness, this is my grandchildren. Now I am right. totally responsible for." Right. And I was a, you know, my husband and I were both working empty nesters and had not had children in the home for 13 years. Sure. Wow. So that was really talk about a taste of freedom, man. Oh man, we were having fun, <laughs> <laughs> and then we got sucked back. No. <laughs> Well, and, and I just it, think of logistics as far as legal things, and I'm always thinking whenever I do an event, I'm always I'm always the one who brings up liability, and I'm always the one. Oh, so, I know. Yeah, and I'm always scary. the one that brings up yeah. wow, break for your kids. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, and you always hope that nothing's going to happen under your watch as when well, you're the guardian, not. right? You know, yes. Who gets the first broken arm, and who? Uh huh. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. I mean, we didn't have a broken arm, but we did have a, an injury. And, yes, uh, I remember that, thinking, okay, how are we going to even contact her? Because it was not easy communication when she right. was deployed whatsoever. And um, she found out many days later. But um, th- those were just the things. It's a heavy responsibility. But I was determined that I wanted to make it a positive one for all of us. Oh, sure. And okay. that, that was our goal. And it is hard because you do have to say, all right, we, I'm doing this, and you get the emotional bit out, but then you do have to say, all right, I need to protect the girls, I need to protect my daughter, and I need to be able to have the legal ability to I- I- enact if something is necessary. And that's just one of those details that you've got to get out in the open, and you've got to make sure that you take care of that. Um, yes. It must have been a real challenge for the girls to move. Was it Arizona that they live and yes, had to they move had, to California? They had only been in Arizona for six months, and oh, my that's God. when my daughter deployed again. And and so when she deployed, then we moved the children into you know our home, and it was in um, January. So you know school was already in session, mm. and we one thing they were excited about is that they were going to the school their mother went to school with, and so they were very excited about that. Mm. Yeah, which I think that's pretty special, and um, you know, but it it was challenging because we were not near a military base, and um, the school system and administration was totally unfamiliar of what um, deployed children needed and required. Yeah, right. Uh, that was something that, you know, uh, I, and I think at that point we really didn't know what all we needed because we were all kind of just in that realm at that time where there wasn't a lot of information. There's more information for families now. Yeah. Debbie, I want to make sure we uh, put the book title out there. It's Deployed. Grandparents yes. being parents. Um, right. Do you have a website? Because um, we're about three minutes to the end already. This okay. Um, my, um, my website is families, just like F-A-M-I-L-I-E-S, called D-A-L-L-E-D, to T-O, duty, D-U-T-Y, um, dot com. Uh, it houses... My our, my book, Deployed, um, Grandparents Being Parents, that also houses my granddaughters. They wrote their side of the story, Deployed oh, Kids. Oh, wonderful. 
Yeah, we wanted to share that. When they were able to, they wanted to share um, what it's like to be a deployed child. Oh, and, my gosh. And so now we have a little bit of a book uh, project that we're working on to supply books to military um, families. That's our next goal. So um, the information is to help military families have some some type of support if they're dealing in deployment or reintegrating. We know the challenges of what we faced. Oh, I am so encouraging everybody to check this out and go to familiescalledtoduty.com so that you can check out Debbie Nichols' book. We also want to make sure that everyone checks in at www.militarycharity.org. I think I just had a beep. So That's um, okay. Militarychildrenscharity.org. .org. And um, I'm sure that you are... Uh, Gifts, you are welcoming donations, um, and they can, if you are in the Anaheim area, you're going to want to go to Orange County Windustrial. Um, they're on South Alex Street in Anaheim, California. And we want to thank both Debbie Nichols and Kristen Houston for a wonderful hour. It has flown. If you've missed any of this program, please go to www.militarymomtalkradio.com. You can find us on iTunes, and you can also find us on the show page um, at toginet.com. And we understand we're getting a facelift standard. Did you get the word? Did I get the word? Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, so about the new face of Military Mom Talk Radio. This is Robin Boyd for Sandra Beck and Doris Rivas Brecky. We're going to be back next week with another great show, and we'd love to have both Kristen and Debbie on later on in the year so that we can hear all the updates at Military Children's Charity, and hopefully you make your 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 goal this year. Thank we you. Everybody Thank you. pitches in. Thank you. Check them out uh, in Santa Ana, California. We'll be back next week. Thanks, Sandra. Thanks, Doris. Well,